Well, welcome to the Managed Tools Podcast for Monday, January 8th, 2007. Performance Reviews in a Matrix Environment, Part 2. Hello everyone, this is Mike, and on behalf of Mark and I, welcome once again. Last week we covered the first part of our conversation on conducting performance reviews in a matrix environment, and this week we conclude the conversation. As always, if you're a new listener to Manager Tools, joining the conversation midway is probably not the best way to take advantage of these podcasts. You may just want to go back and listen to last week's podcast first. Alright, no more perfunctory blather for me this week. Let's get right to it. Step three, recommendation number three is share your final process. Again, a pretty simple step here. Um, two months before the review is due, share a brief overview of your review preparation steps and the delivery process with that matrix manager. Look, it doesn't have to be any more than just two paragraphs. Um, highlight what you'll be asking for from them and and when you're going to ask it from them. Um, for those of you who think you're communicating with a high D manager, uh, that matrix manager is a high D, it's probably good to say at the end of the email, um, and, and by the way, I learned this the hard way, I'm not asking you to do anything right now, just wanted you to know I'll be asking for some help in a month or so. And as a, as a funny aside, I'll tell you, um, if you then go to somebody, if you see them in a meeting the next day, and um, they come up to you and say, yeah, I got your email, you know, you really don't have to send that. Um, they're not angry at you. Uh, they're actually happy that you told them there's nothing to do in the email um, because otherwise, if you hadn't put that last line in there, they'd have said, I, I got your email. What does he want me to do? Yeah, yeah, Look, yeah. if you want me to do something, just tell me. But if you don't want me to do anything, why am I talking to you? <laughs> yeah. And, and for those of you who don't know what we mean by high D manager, you'll have to go back uh, to one of the, the podcasts on the disk model. Yes. Um, Think General Patton and Schwarzkopf and Margaret Thatcher. That's a high D. <laughs> um, hey, don't bore them with unnecessary details. Yes, exactly right. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. well, and by the way, most of your details are unnecessary and boring <laughs> to a high D. To a high D, that's true. <laughs> when I want your opinion, I'll give it to you. <laughs> and, I know, and I don't need you in the room to hear it. <laughs> okay, step four, ask for input. Uh, obviously, this is a pretty simple thing. Uh, we're just making is, is we're, we're just trying to drive this down to basics as much as we can. Ask the, ask the matrix manager to provide input to your review. Look, as I said earlier, I always send the entire review. Um, tell them to fill it out in whole or in part. Um, there are plenty of times where they say, God, I don't have time for the whole thing. You say, well, look, five or six of the areas you don't really care about, or you know, maybe there's only three or four points you want me to make, put in those points you want me to make that you want to amplify. That's a very powerful thing. People feel suddenly freed to look at something and go, I don't have anything to add here, here, or here, but I really do want to say this point and that point, and they'll put them in there. Um, um, tell them if you have any questions, you'll come back to them based on their input. And then whatever you do, please give them a deadline. Um, and then lastly, remind them that examples and or behavior are best. I will tell you that uh, there, there are some people who are listening and go, boy, I really love this focus on behavior. I was recently talking to a client, Mike, and um, we were getting a discussion about a, this is two people in a, in a C-level, a couple of C-level executives. And um, 
the one was talking about the other one. I was coaching them individually, and the one said to the other one, you know, I, I just really struggle with her. Um, I, I got to know the root cause of why she is the way she is because it just, if I knew that, I could solve the problem. I said, you know, there have been therapists, there have been psychologists working on, not, not on this particular person's problem, there have been psychologists working on problems like this for years. And one of the things that frustrates me about psychologists is they never actually solve the problem. They just have people talk about it. Um, uh, and, and they're they're destined. Their goal is to find root causes, and many of them don't. And they're in, people are in therapy for years. We don't bother with root causes, and um, and we focus on behavior. And yet, there are many people who love the idea of behavior, but then wonder why people, other people don't get it. Well, the reason is because the vast majority of managers in corporate America do not understand how important behavior is. If you make a case for it, they will. If you say behavior, they'll probably do a little bit of double take. The word that works is examples. Give me examples. Uh, and then they'll describe a picture that will be filled in many cases. If they, in fact, have such an example, it'll be filled with behavior. All right. And, and, and that's great because that's a great lead into number five, which is ask for behavior every time. <laughs> every time. We've alluded to it, obviously. It, it is a classic mistake of managers to get a completely filled out review from a matrix manager and to think, wow, this is great, only to realize it's all vagueness. It's all written in report and in, in, in review ease. Um, it's all tissue thin gut feelings that you personally can't deliver. Uh, oh, and by the way, we're not suggesting you attach their document to yours and deliver it to the to the employee. We do not do that. Matrix manager input is only input to you. You're delivering the review. If you put it in there, you're taking responsibility for what you are saying to your direct. I cannot make this point any clearer, I don't think. You are not <laughs> delivering a report, a review from two people. You are delivering your review to your direct. The input that they are giving is input to the matrix manager's input is input to you. It's not to be delivered directly. Now, you may, in fact, quote um, something, particularly if it's a positive, um, and you could certainly mention examples, but the only reason you would use examples from someone else is because it's amplifying a point that you believe in. It's validating a point that you believe in. That is so critical. Um, I, I think I've probably beat it to death now. Um, uh, and, and, I just thought oh, that's 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 a I, I don't think you beat it to death because I, I don't think that's immediately apparent to to folks. So let's say it one more time, which is you're only using the evidence that the matrix managers give you to support um, a conclusion that you've already drawn from behavior that you've witnessed. Is that, is that what you're saying? Well, I, I, would, I wouldn't use the word already drawn, but 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 I, if in fact I was feeling that way and I got two comments from a matrix manager that, that reinforced something, I'd say, okay, now, now I feel strongly about this. I'm gonna write it strongly uh, and, and I'm gonna use one of my examples and perhaps one of their examples. Um, but I, I guess my point is, it, this is not simply a pass-through of raw data. Again, we're going back to that unspoken, use your judgment, you're delivering this review, uh, and everything the matrix manager says, I mean, let's take it to extreme, Mike, everything a matrix manager says can be disregarded, it can be ignored if you believe their evidence is not all that powerful. Um, and, and you believe your evidence is, your own evidence is very, very powerful. 
We'll talk a little bit about about bad actors here in a little bit in terms of evaluating the person who's giving you the the, the data, the matrix manager. Um, but I am saying the, the the information you're getting from the matrix manager is just like information you get from behavior from a direct. If you try to list or talk about every single bit of behavior you saw from every direct, it would it would be impossible. The review would be too long. You you routinely ignore things. Maybe somebody's having a great week and then they come come in late the next 3 days. Do you do you, do you care? I mean, are you really going to make a big deal about it that in the review? No. You let it go and you realize, "Ah, that was an aberration. Their kid was sick or whatever." And it, you never think about it again and you're not going to go back and look at that one piece of data and say, "Well, maybe I've got a problem with attendance. Maybe I've got a problem with attitude." Um, you're going to say, "No, this person has a great attitude." And yet, at any given slice of any employee's life, it could be that they engage in behavior that's clearly, if they took that snapshot, it'd be like, well, this is a poor performer, when in fact, he or she is your best performer. Um, what I would say regarding input is, if you've got a strong case for good performance and the matrix manager says something the exact opposite, that may deserve further examination Talking to the manager, um, asking for more input, double think, or, you know, re questioning yourself. Um, but on the other hand, if you feel strongly and you want to ignore it, ignore it, um, and recognize that 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 may that may hypothetically create problems in the future that you may need to to deal with. Um, but but you are not obligated to simply put in there there is an opposing viewpoint. That's absolutely not the case. It all comes to you. You add that to your pile. You make a, a, a judgment call about the pile of data and information and behavior and reports and so on you've got, and then you make a decision, and then you deliver your decision to the employee. Did I, did I help? I felt like I just talked for 15 minutes. Yeah, no, no, you did. Okay. Uh, you, you, that made a lot of sense. I mean, in the end, you never have the opportunity to say to the employee, well, that's what Susan said. Oh, oh, that's even better. You're right. That, I should I should have gone in that direction. Never in a million years must you say, can you say that to an employee. That is the lamest, cheesiest. Boy, I, I would really feel undermined if my boss did that to me. Yeah, that would be, well, I'm, I'm going to abdicate for this one negative here. Uh, I, I just think that's just a that's a non-professional, that's a non-leader behavior right there. Some manager might say, some manager with a CYA mentality, some manager with a, well, I've got to keep everybody happy mentality might say, oh, yeah, well, I've got to include that. In my opinion, that's crap. Um, no, you've got to make a decision, and the last thing you do is blame some other manager or say, well, you really need to talk to her. She was the one that gave me that data. This goes right. to the point of feedback on one of your directs from anybody, right? If you're going to deliver the feedback, you've got to believe that it happened. If you don't believe it, if you have doubts, you shouldn't be delivering the feedback to begin with. Right. And the only way you have evidence one way or the other is if the matrix manager is describing behavior. There you go. Oh, good. Not attitude, not you know, yeah. feelings. I just don't behavior. like him. He's just not a team player. What is that? I, I hate that phrase. He, he's not a team player. Can you give me some examples? Well, no. You know, it's just that feeling you get. <laughs> and, and then, of course, for me, it's like, well, actually, no, I don't know that feeling. Can you be more specific? No, I really can't. Well, okay. And then if I'm in a bad mood, I might actually say, well, okay, thanks. Just to let you know, I'm not, I'm not going to share that with him. And they say, why not? Well, because I, I don't know what you're saying to me. I, I don't know what you mean. 
Um, and they'll probably go away grumbling. And I'm the one that has to carry the water for this person's review. And I'm going to put my head on my pillow feeling good about whatever water I carry. Simple as that. There's a couple of mixed metaphors for you. <laughs> well, the, the the dark mic of, you know, everybody knows the dark mark, but the, the dark, dark mic responds, well, well, you'll for sure know where the bad feeling came from when I put my foot upside your head. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I, I, you know, there, there are times when the manager tools way will cause you to get, uh, it it will not be all smiles and sunshine. Um, When we recommend things, there are times we recommend things that are the right thing to do, that are the ethical thing to do, that are the professional thing to do. Whereas in fact, in many cases, in general, the standard for some processes and policies is a little bit below par. We believe, uh, and and it's not hard to get to above par, and so you'll stand out as somebody who does it differently. It'll it'll take a little while for people to say, you know what, that really is a better way. But but sometimes, if you're the only nail sticking up, you're going to get hammered on. Um, there'll be times when you'll be roughed up for doing what you believe is the right thing, taking care of an employee, standing up for an employee because you know behavior, because you've been watching them. Um, and, and I think you know. If you're going to get in trouble, you might as well get in trouble for taking care of your employees and doing what you believe is the right thing to do, as opposed yeah. to saying, well, I have to roll over any time because I fear for my job or I fear for my boss's opinion of me or I fear for one word different on an annual review um, that would come nine months later. That's not a yeah. way That's not a way to be a great leader manager. No. Yeah. Well, talking about us getting up on our soapbox, hopefully um, number six our, our listeners haven't already done, which is decide when to stop <laughs> listening. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much so. If, if if they need to tell us that they did decide to stop listening after that rant, please, uh, we, we'd love to hear it at show at manager-tools.com. Um, but it, it's great to have the intent to allow the matrix manager to provide input, and you want input. It's not great to fritter that intent uh, away in a futile delay to include that matrix manager's input. Send a note reminding them that you'd like to hear from them three to four days before when you're going to write, and then just write, okay? If there's input that comes in later that you can include pretty effortlessly, do so if you believe it helps. But if it throws you a curveball and you're already in the process of writing and you have to be respectful of your employee's time and the delivery date that you have for review and so on, if it throws you a curveball, go forward with what you have and hold the input for later delivery following amplification from that matrix manager. Look, at some point... You've done everything you can at that point, right? Right, you've done it, yeah. Um, Don't throw away the professionalization that you're bringing to this process because you've just, you know, some some matrix manager says you've got to include this, particularly most likely from somebody who hasn't shared this with you up until now, right? Uh, And and they're allowing the deadline to drive their behavior, which essentially suggests it's urgent to them as opposed to important to them. Um, Well, well, this this ties directly to number seven, right, which is do not delay. Yeah, um, the fi- final sort of stopping point about deciding to stop listening. I, I-, I really believe this, Mike, and, and I think um, e- even if uh, w- when it comes to reviews, manager tools became known for the place that convinced every manager in the world not to be late, I don't think you should ever um, delay a review pending someone else's review. Never do it. Um, 
Look, I, we can make this case persuasively by, by talking about you you being the one holding the bag. You're the one delivering. You're the one on the spot for the company. Uh, a review delayed, in our opinion, is a delay, is a review compromised in the mind of the listener, the the the, the candidate, or the the the, uh, the direct. When you delay, they never assume it's because they're writing an ex. You're writing an extra great paragraph about them. They assume there's a problem and you're having to massage the words or whatever. Um, we can go on and on about that, but we're not going to. It will end in tears if you delay for someone else. I say it again. This will end in tears if you delay for someone else. Because the moment they get you to agree to delay, then they're suddenly now, now it's they can put it on the back burner until they get done. And and if they've got as long as they get another curveball from their boss, you're always falling to the bottom of the pile. It will end in yeah. tears. Don't delay. Never. Now now number eight, um, sharing your results share your results with others. Um is a surprising one for some folks. Yeah, yeah. I, I think most managers they, they think of it as being confidential between the, the employee and the manager. Um, and, and, and there are some places where we don't recommend this, and we'll talk about that in just a second. Yeah, obviously we're going to take out the salary information. But if your direct has an ongoing relationship with a matrix manager, sending them the review after you have delivered it, please don't make the mistake of sending the review in advance and allowing them to believe, which they will believe if you if you tell them that you haven't delivered it yet, that they get a chance to change it if they like. Um, boy, wow, that would be bad. Mm. Um, so in other words, sending the review after you have delivered it can be helpful to your direct and to the matrix manager. Um, now, there is a caveat, big caveat here. If you doubt, if you truly doubt the values or the ethics or the intents of the matrix manager. They're a miserable boss, uh, whether that's matrix or not, um, or, or you feel like there might be repercussions, um, or that there are things that you shared that you don't think they need to know that might be negatives to your direct that in their hands could make it worse for your direct, I, I might hold back. No sense in giving them ammo over one of your good employees when you've decided to ignore their input, okay, or to give them ammo to help them in their mind, you know, get rid of somebody uh, who may be a mid to low performer when you haven't decided to do that yet. Uh, so, uh, so many managers, when they come to us and they say, well, you, you talk about coaching as if you're going to save somebody. I said, well, yeah, yeah, we, we really do think, we, we assume that the day before we fire somebody, if heaven forbid we have to do that, that we can save them. And it's only when we make the decision that we can't save them that we decide to fire them. If we made a decision not to say that we can't save somebody, we don't coach them anymore just in order to create a database of all their mistakes. When we decide they're unsavable, we we let them go because we're good at what yeah. we do. Um, yeah, and so don't give this, don't give information to one of the matrix managers if you don't trust them. You wouldn't want to give somebody information that they can turn around then and just shoot your entire coaching program yeah. you know, down by um, an ill-spoken word or, or an action that uh, has significant repercussions for your, your employee. Good point. Yeah, exactly. Um, this is, in general, a delicate area. So our, our guidance is if you have doubts, don't share it. But we include it because there are some cases where you don't have doubts, and the bias should be without the doubts that you go forward. Um, but if you have doubts, hold off. It's a great point, Mark, because um, in that review, hopefully you're you're taking the time to to share their past performance, but also in terms of setting some objectives for the following year and giving them some 
some guidance on how to improve their performance. And matrix managers spend a lot of time with your employees. And so if they're trustworthy and if they're capable, you know, what a, there couldn't be a better resource that you can engage to help develop your employee. Yeah, to have both of you on the same page, I agree. Let, let me give you an, a, a, sort of a related example that may be a little bit on the, I feel like I've been dark mark a little bit here today, so I'll give a more positive <laughs> one. If you were a, a, a VP, Mike, and I was a director, uh, and, and one of my um, sharp young people was was matrix to 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 you um or or let's put it the other way you're the vp and one of your people was matrix to me and i was only a director when you gave the review you might want to share it with me and you might say to me hey mark why don't you come up to my office i want to talk to you about joe who who is uh, matrix to you and he works for me uh and you'd say look i've got joe's review here uh, I would really like you to help me. I'd like you and I to be on the same page. I'd love to share this with you, but I want to caution you. Uh, I've asked Joe. He's okay with that because you guys get along well. But I want to caution you. I do this um, w- with some risk. I do it w- knowing that normally this is not a normal process, but I do it because if you think about a review as really a place where we give feedback and we talk about the future, then reviews should be able to be shared. I've taken out the salary information, um, but I want you to know what I'm doing and what I'm thinking about Joe, and I want you and I to be alignment. I do this as a way to build trust with you. Uh, Joe's already okay with it. Um, and I want you to know it would it would absolutely send a very wrong message from you to me if you were to uh, use it incorrectly. But I believe sharing this with you is a focus on the positive rather than simply trying to avoid getting in trouble. Um, so I want to make sure that you're okay with that before I share it with you. Um, that would be a great conversation to have if you didn't know or if you felt pretty good but you weren't 100% certain and you wanted to have you you wanted to move in the right direction. That's a that to me that's a bold ethical leadership move. Yeah, and I, and I'd probably add some very specific things in there that, uh, and I tell you, hey, here are some of the things I want you to work with him yes. on, or here are some of the areas that you you're in a unique position to observe him. For example, you may be observing him in front of clients more often than I would. So, hey, here are some things relative to interpersonal relationships that I want you to to work with him on. For example, and uh, excellent, and. and be, the the way you describe it made me realize I probably wouldn't ask the person or I wouldn't have that conversation if I hadn't gone hadn't followed this eight step slash nine step uh, process or these eight recommendations um, throughout the year that we were preparing. In other words, if if um, if I hadn't if I were applying this right now and I hadn't done a year's worth of uh, of, of matrix relationship with you. I probably wouldn't share it, but but if they'd seen me ask on a regular basis, if they'd seen me ask at the end of the year, if they've a lot, if they've uh, um, uh, asked me questions, if in fact there were doubts or whatever, that would send a message that. Um, this is somebody who takes reviews seriously, who, who does them professionally over the course of the year, and it would send a message about who they were getting into an agreement with, essentially about the employee, the direct, and the matrix relationship. So I wouldn't just all of a sudden say, well, I like this guy, so therefore I'm going to share it with him. I would say, maybe have I seen the kind of behavior throughout the year that made me think he is somebody who would accept it and take it and use it in the right way? Yeah, yeah, great point. It's it's Not, not only is it important that, the, that, that other matrix manager have a great relationship with the employee, that's, that's a helpful one right. in this case, but you're also saying that you'd base it a little bit on 
the kind of relationship you have with that that manager. Yes. Yeah. Good. Good. All right, and then the one that I've been waiting for <laughs> is uh, uh, bonus uh, bonus step number nine. Right. Um, uh, yes, the red pill. Um, <laughs> the bonus recommendation in all this is that all of this works in reverse as well. If you have employees matrix to you, step up. Provide good input to their boss as if you have been asked whether you've been asked or not. Ooh, you'll be a hero. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, quite frankly, I think sometimes I, I, I hope that manager tools behavior among managers, among listeners and members, causes a little bit of astounding, you know, sort of we astound our peers almost like, well, where did you come up with that? Hey, that's just the way I am. That's just the kind of manager I am. Um yeah, so so do this reverse engineer this and say, okay, look, you know, when I by gosh, when I give review, when I, I you know once a month or once a quarter depends upon your bandwidth and projects and so on, I'm going to send a note to their the owning manager, if you will. Here's what I see. Here's what I thought. Here's the behavior and so on. If you can make it a mini review, great, do so. Um, please include behavior every time. Um, please honor deadlines that they have. Um, and if you don't know what the deadline is for a review, if your company does them on an unusual schedule, it may be more effective, but it's different than the normal end of year, end of calendar year review. Ask the employee when their review is due. Um, uh, and, and 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 then obviously ask, hey, can I have a review? And if there's anything we, you and I can be on the same page about that I can help you with, please let me know. So that's the, that's the secret bonus number nine. It works cool. in reverse as well. That's it. Yep. Nine, nine steps. Um, make those monthly or quarterly asks. Your call. I wouldn't go less than quarterly. Um, again, the employee bears the relationship burden. Uh, share the process uh, as you're getting ready so that the matrix manager knows what you're going through. Go ahead and ask them for their input. Make sure that they talk about behavior. Uh, ask for behavioral examples. Use that word examples. That's an easier one for most non-manager tools managers to hear examples rather than behavior. Know that it's okay to stop listening. At some point, you've got to meet your deadline and write that review. And, and that means not delaying because a, a review delayed is a review compromised. Um, share those results when you can, when, when the opportunity presents itself. And then again, in reverse is magic step nine. That's it. Excellent. As always, thank you, my friend. Thank you, my friend. See you later. Well, that's it. With the performance review season just getting underway... I hope that this serves those of you in a matrix environment well. Now, as always, follow these simple steps and you'll prove yourself way out in front of the management pack. Better still, you'll be serving your people with distinction, and that is particularly worth the extra effort. Again, as always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. So long, folks. Music.